are now listening to the Moon Child. You already know Drake just dropped some music, so you gotta vibe with me for a second. Y'all know what I'm on. This from Florida with love. When I link with Mexico, I knew I found a plug. Press a piece of static, yelling, shorty, wanna thug. Hey, bottles in the club. Hey, oh, I love the touch. Man, that man is consistent. Never lets me down. I, I don't even remember the last time that Drake really let, let me down like that. Well, what's up, y'all, man? Um, I'm in my room in the Bay Area, sitting crisscross applesauce. Putting out an episode for y'all, man. I've been really liking the feedback that y'all been giving me. Um, words can't explain how how much it means to me that people are actually liking that what I'm putting out, cause it means a lot to me, you know. I'm kind of putting my heart and soul in these episodes, you know. What I'm saying I'm saying everything how I feel. So the fact that I'm getting good feedback from it, it feels great. I do. I I like. I'll take any feedback, bad feedback, you know, criticize anything. I just appreciate it. I just appreciate that people are listening. So, the things I want to talk about today is, well, let me first start off like about my me putting out episodes. I know I've been putting out one, you know, at least one every week. I do want to speed that up and make it at least like every three days instead, right when I'm finished with school. And I finish school in a week. So it appreciates me, you know, any topic that you just want to text me, hey, Isaiah, talk about this, or, you know, anything, I'm, I'm down to do it. Once I finish this school, it's going to take a big monkey off my back, and I'll be able to relax a little bit more. But yeah, man, I'm still putting out these episodes, though. That still doesn't stop me. As far as today, what I want to talk about, I do want to talk about the story of my tattoo. I kind of want to get in detail about that. I, and I want to talk about the current state of the NBA. And talk about the you know the team with the greatest fan base in the world, the Sacramento Kings. As well as well as my my issue with Laker fans, cause it's too many of y'all motherfuckers. And I'll get into that, you know, I'll get into that later. But the thing I want to kind of open this off with is my uh, my my opinion on on nice guys, and you know necessarily like what is a nice guy and. Why do they finish last? And I'm kind of, hopefully I can inspire my kings for what I'm about to say, you know? Probably sitting there like, you know, why would this girl rather go back to this guy who has no respect for her? And not date a kind, loving guy like me who is constantly there for her. I'm speaking in first person, y'all. I mean, let's be honest though. You never heard of a virgin drug dealer. Let's think about that. But we know there's plenty of virgin engineers. Now, here's the thing you gotta ask yourself though. Are you being nice? Or are you calling her beautiful so she can like you back? That's two different things. And the main problem with like nice guys is that they're not genuine to themselves. They're usually not 
putting themselves first. Not saying how they actually feel. Now, I'm speaking from experience, who was once a insecure boy who was scared to let people down, very sensitive, scared of rejection, putting girls on a pedestal, and for, for what? Why? And it was so they can like me, but you know, I was able to grow and learn from my mistakes. And trust me, I still make mistakes to this day. <laughs> trust me. But now I, I own up to them, and I keep pushing, because I put my first, I put myself first now, y'all. And I'm young, and as long as I don't have kids, I'm going to continue putting myself first and focus on my goals. Now, for the rest of the kings out there, is it wrong to be nice? Fuck no. But just being nice so you can fuck is a different thing. You feel me? To be honest, if you've been like talking to a girl and all you want to do is just fuck, shit, make it clear. But the thing about nice guys is that they're always worried about what she think. And it's more safe to play by the rules. Now, that quote-unquote bad boy is probably telling her exactly how he feels. <laughs> and that girl's rocking with him. He has no job, no future. He's an asshole. Shit, he's even disrespectful to his mom, but he's telling her how he feels. He's being clear again to the point. He's running the show. And you out here with a good job or trying to get a degree, you got goals. But the thing is, that girl probably doesn't like you because you're too predictable. Always complimenting her and trying to satisfy to her needs so she can like you or stay with you. And the thing you gotta realize, King, is that you gotta stay true to yourself, man. Keep being a gentleman, but put yourself first. Say how you feel. It's only gonna help you in the long run. Just say how you feel. Don't be afraid of conflict. And most importantly, you gotta stay true to yourself. Because, you know, you're probably, you're most likely special. You're not just, you know, born mean and probably not born with no desires. That shit is taught to you. And most likely, if you sit in there with a nice guy role, you know, there's something in you that you need to release. Release out of that big ass head that you're keeping in. Yes, and girls do like useless assholes, and they don't like nice guys, but women love good men. So, what I'm trying to say here is like, there's no rush in your life. As long as you're not dead, you're alive. So take your time to find yourself and grow as an individual. No girl can make you happy. And she can't control your happiness. Really, that special someone should be able to add to your happiness. So for now, King, Kings, just focus on getting your life together. I'm in the same fucking boat with you. Try stepping out your comfort zone or, you know, we're in quarantine. Be creative. And experience, like, different things that you never had before. At the end of the day, you gotta know your self-worth. Be proud of who you are. Go further than just a nice guy. Keep pushing to whatever you're trying to achieve. 
And honestly, that just goes for everybody. So don't let that stigma of a nice guy eat you up. You know what I'm saying? Start being more genuine if you're really struggling. So I hope for all the the quote-unquote nice guys that are listening to this can hopefully have a different mindset, mindset and try to expand it. You feel me? That's something I just want to kind of get off my chest. Because it's just, I feel like with guys at least, you know, you don't necessarily get that real, that real talk with anybody. You, know, and you don't necessarily get sense of motivation all the time. And you're not really knowing of these certain things. And you can't necessarily better yourself from it. So that's just like my opinion on nice guys. And what I got to really think about it. You feel me? And yeah, I hope that, um, shit, I was just fucking, I just got deep into that. <laughs> I just got deep into that. I don't know where the fuck that came from. I don't know if it was a fucking weed. I don't know where the fuck that came from. But yeah, man, um, don't try to follow that nice guy stigma because nice guys are usually not really nice. Um, and for all the guys that's struggling out there with women or whatever, you're most likely not struggling. You just need to get your life together. And things will follow through. Just take your time. And I'll have another talk for women. But I just wanted to inspire my kings right there. I feel like they deserve it. Um, but the next thing I wanted to get into. I'm not going to make this episode too long today. I don't think so. Nah. Maybe around 30 minutes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things go. But I wanted to you know, go into the state of the NBA because for a second they had me panicked by just going straight into the playoffs because I know and I'm 100% sure if the season continues the Kings are getting that 8th seed you know we're very under the radar we're not getting the attention we're supposed to be getting and we're supposed to get that attention at spotlight versus the Pelicans but we already know what happened with that I'm just gonna let it go okay but I mean, as far as this, we got, we're probably going to have some people coming back. And we were very, very hot since the start of January. And it just makes me more and more mad the more that my team goes under the radar. But one day, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And I just really, really want to play the Lakers in that first round. Oh, my God. I just want to see it. I know we're not going to win it. I feel like we can win two games, and I'm pretty sure we can win two games. We can win two games in this in the best of four, I mean, in best of seven series. I feel like, and with that, let me just can I just talk about how good our bench has been? Like, oh my gosh, nobody knows how deadly the Kings bench is. We have Buddy Hield, Kent Bazemore, Corey Joseph. We have some real vets and a straight shooter with Alex Lynn, a seven footer, come off the bench. And then, if Bagley's coming back, we're probably going to have him come off the bench. If not Bagley, we're going to have Lisa, Harry Giles. We got a lot of chemistry, and we got some big things coming. But, you know, we're just going to keep flying under the radar. Just wait on it one day. When I was working out today, I was wearing my Ben McLemore King shirt. Man, that was fuck, that was, those were some tough fucking times. And when things get good, I'm going to wear that fucking shirt to the parade and just show the tough times that we've been through. Because, man... If any Kings fans listen to this, 
we've been through some tough fucking times and i'm man and if you ever talk to a king's fan like if you just talk to one like they're just angry they're just fucking angry because they just never seen their team win since 06 and in 06 they were just a fucking seventh seed with ron artest so you know what i'm saying this the city has seen their team go to the top and they haven't seen them go past midway since so shout out my kings man they're gonna keep going they're gonna go to the playoffs if we have a playoffs because the thing is with the grizzlies the grizzlies have the toughest schedule remaining and i would have been heated if they got that eight spot because they still got to play the raptors twice the bucks twice they got some tough ass games so and they got to play the trailblazers more times so I don't even think they're making the playoffs if, if the game if the season continues the rest of the 16 games that they're supposed to finish. But yeah, I want that I want that eight spot versus the the Lakers. You know, shout out to the Lakers and what they're doing this year. But my issue is their fans. I I truly believe that the Lakers have the worst fan base in all sports. They're just they're just annoying as fuck like oh my gosh you think the warrior fans has been annoying these last three years imagine if the lakers was winning again oh my god they just and there's so many of them like there's so many of them my dad my fucking dorian fucking miguel it's just and there's too many of them hey oh you watch basketball yeah what's your team lakers oh my god like oh my gosh it's too many of y'all and reason I have an issue is just there's too many different type of Laker fans. So, like, especially with LeBron being there, oh, my God, it's just there's too much shit going on. So, you have R.P. Kobe, R.P. to his daughter, R.P. to all those people in the clash. But then you have, you first, you have the Kobe fans. Now, out of all the tier of Laker fans, I fuck with Kobe fans the most because, I mean, you'll never hear me talking shit about Kobe. It was never did when he was alive. You'll never because that man has done things. I just that just has me like fucking like wow. When I was watching him, just I just have the full respect for him. I have respect for all the Lakers players when it come to fans and you know Kobe fans really stay loyal. They stay loyal. They'll think he's the goat over anybody, any day, any hour, any minute. So you know Kobe fans are pretty cool and they're usually the most knowledgeable when it comes to basketball. And then. You got the new wave of Laker fans. Now you got a whole bunch of LeBron fans mixed with regular Laker fans. So you got the Laker fans that became Laker fans because Kobe. Then you just got the regular Laker fans. And then you got the LeBron Laker fans. <sighs> the LeBron Laker fans are just, you know, self-explanatory. LBJ's the GOAT. You know, they just... Ugh. We already know how LeBron fans are. And... Mixing them with Laker fans just spoil Laker fans who give up on their team the second they're not having a 50-60 win season. They're just annoying as fuck. The unloyalty and the fact because of the, not the franchise, because of the city, because the city of LA, because people are not coming to, this is what Laker fans don't realize. People are not coming to the Lakers to play for the Lakers. They're coming to play in LA. Okay? Like, the Clippers just got Kawhi and Paul George because they're in what? They're in L.A. And the Lakers has proved when they don't have, they don't draft a, they don't draft a Kobe Bryant or draft a Magic Johnson where they're put in a position to actually build a team, they fold. 
But the reason they have their team now that they don't realize is because of the advantages of the city. LeBron came and joined a non-playoff team. Came and joined a non-playoff team. Y'all had three straight, four straight losing seasons having top five picks. Okay, y'all drafted Brandon Ingram. Y'all drafted Lonzo Ball. Y'all drafted D'Angelo Russell. Had all these guys. Still, still couldn't put out, put up a winning season. Now, the reason my frustration comes from, and it speaks from a lot of other different fans from the NBA, is because of small market disadvantage. Now, so LeBron went to, to play with Lonzo, B.I., and all of them. Okay, cool. And he got injured, and they still had a chance to make the playoffs without LeBron, but they folded. So they just truly needed LeBron, just one man. That just shows his greatness. But they make a trade where they trade B.I., Lonzo, Josh Hart, and they got lucky with that draft pick, and then they end up getting a guy like AD who wants to leave the small market franchise who struggles to build a team because they just had bad management, but they were lucky to get the number one pick. They traded Anthony fucking Davis to LA to pair up with LeBron for those young assets. Now here's my frustration with that. Because one, it's because of the city of Los Angeles, not because the Lakers. Any fucking team or management could have pulled off this trade. My frustration with it is just the the LA advantage because there's so many other better trade offers that could have went through for AD now but they don't have the city or the market to support it now if LeBron would have joined the Sacramento Kings uh, they would have at least went uh, eight, they would have at least went to the 8th or 7th seed that previous year now if we was to trade to get Anthony Davis I'm pretty sure a young core in De'Aaron Fox, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Harry Giles or fucking Bea Lisa or even Marvin Bagley is a much better trade for Anthony Davis. It truly is. It truly is. But, but, it's not how it works. And now you just got all these Laker fans coming out the bloom, out of nowhere now, coming back because their team is winning again. And they're just talking shit to everybody. And they're just annoying. And there's too many fucking Laker fans. There's too many of y'all, man. There's just too many. So, over my over this podcast that I have, when you hear me about my frustration with Laker fans, you're going to hear it a lot more. And that's kind of the starting reason why. And I'm just around so many of them. Just a whole bunch of ignorance. And they just say shit like, Oh yeah, we're finna get a superstar. We're finna get a superstar. We're finna get a superstar. But the thing about my team, I can't say that. I don't have the. I just can't say that, man. I just don't think it's fair. And they're spoiled fans, and they get all of this, and they still complain. They just still complain. They just never shut the fuck up. Oh, we haven't won in like in six years, seven years, man. My team hasn't won in more than ten years. I don't want to hear that shit. Shit. Yeah, and that's just that's just my frustration with Laker fans. Ugh. I hope we play them in the first round. We're gonna we gonna prove the world wrong. I'm telling you. Y'all know how passionate I get about this shit. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 Laker fans, alright? Shout out to the Kobe fans. I got respect for y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. And so now that getting over with that, I do wanna talk about my my tattoo meeting. So, if y'all don't know already, 
I have a tattoo. I only have one tattoo. I do plan to get more when it's quarantined. I've been really working on my thighs, and I'm ready to get a thigh tattoo. And if I'm not dunking by the end of this quarantine, because I've been going to that hill every day, riding my bike over there, if I'm not dunking by dunking by the end of quarantine, then I fail. And I'll, 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 be, I'll be sure to let y'all know that. But anyways, um, my tattoo, it's my it's my first cousin, my cousin Xavier. So now you already know, I'm the only child. And my cousin Xavier, he's my first cousin. So my, my dad was the first one to have a kid out of all of them. Oh, no, no, no. His mom was the first one to have a kid. He has a, my, my cousin Xavier has an older sister. Her name is Cindy. Shout out Cindy. And um, then I was the second. And then Xavier was the third. And we're the closest age together. I'm only one year older than him. Um, around April 2018, my, my cousin, I got a call in the middle of a class and I got a call from my dad, um, saying he had blood clot and he's in the hospital, San Francisco hospital. And when I heard the blood, he had blood clot, my initial reaction was like, I was thinking about uh what what happened to chris bosh and chris bosh had to retire because of blood clot because it's very deadly that's why he had and then when he was telling me he had blood clot in his leg and my got to his heart you know i was immediately panicking and you know, i made my way to the hospital and he ended up passing away at 16 years old so that was like the the first real death like close to me that I had to deal with and you know somebody so close to me like I said I'm only child and he was literally like the closest thing I had to a brother I would fight with him I would laugh with him it's like and you know you just have your favorite cousin as well you know with the freaking family reunions you look for him just he was my first friend basically I would say you know cousins are your first friend friends that last a lifetime and uh, to see the way he had to go out like that and so young and see him in the hospital. And... <sighs> it was it was the toughest thing I had to ever deal with. It was the toughest thing I dealt with in my life. And I had got, so, you know, after that, all that, you know, it taught me a lot more about myself. Um, I got... But it was a lot of pain. It was like the first real pain I dealt with. And, you know, if you haven't went through that type of pain, and there's people that go through way worse type of pain, you know, with their mothers and fathers, grandparents that they're, they're close to. Uh, it definitely put me through a different different period of my life. I started fucking, that's, this is when I really first started smoking and just started viewing life differently. So... When uh, my birthday came, it was my birthday was three months after it. I decided to dedicate him uh, for my tattoo. So you know, my arm, I got Xavier, and his date birth and day of death always with me. It was just recently the anniversary, the two year anniversary about when he died um, on April nineteenth. And I thought I would just you know I want to talk about my tattoo meaning before. You know, people always ask me what my tattoo means, so it just means a lot to me. This tattoo it means a lot to me that I 
feel like that he's still with me. It gives me that just to keep thinking about him. And I just have that reminder that he's still with me and he's watching over me. So it was a little bit of a deep episode today. Um, just wanted to express my love for my cousin. I miss you. And this episode is partly attributed to you. And now y'all know a little bit more about me. Y'all still get to know more about me every episode. So uh, I'm going to keep it right here. I hope I was able to put out a cool message. Um, make it funny a little bit with my, my issue with Laker fans. And yeah, about the nice guy thing. For all my kings out there, I hope you're finding a way to inspire yourself and not trying to satisfy other people's needs. Not everybody, you know, not everybody has that person to tell them in life. So if I was able to tell you first, I'm glad to be that person. If you want to go deep more and talk about deeper things, hit me up. Isaiah Watt, my, my Instagram is three underscores, Zay, and then two underscores. So hit me up. Let me know. I enjoy all the feedback. And yeah, I'm going to keep it that there. Let me so hope y'all have a wonderful evening wonderful night morning whenever you listen to this and i'll be back with another one probably by next week so peace